Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, Sean Hannity here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, well, instinct, that might drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately. but We all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of using deadly force. Now, enter the Burner Less Lethal Pistol Launcher. It is equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo. It can incapacitate any attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states. It requires no background checks, and it can be shipped right to your door. Go to their website, byrna.com slash Hannity right now, and you'll get 10% off. Let not your heart be troubled. You are listening to the Sean Hannity Radio Show Podcast. All right, so I have insomnia, but I've never slept better. And what's changed? Just a pillow. It's had such a positive impact on my life. And, of course, I'm talking about my pillow. I fall asleep faster. I stay asleep longer. And now you can, too. Just go to MyPillow.com or call 800-919-6090. Use the promo code Hannity. And Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has the special four-pack. Now, you get 40% off two MyPillow premiums and two go-anywhere pillows. Now, MyPillow is made here in the USA, has a 60-day unconditional money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com right now or call 800-919-6090, promo code Hannity, to get Mike Lindell's special four-pack offer. You get two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows for 40% off, and that means once those pillows arrive, you start getting the kind of peaceful and restful and comfortable and deep healing and recuperative sleep that you've been craving and you certainly deserve. MyPillow.com, promo code Hannity. You will love this pillow. Any news out there today? Anyway, hello, how are you? Glad you are with us. I don't want to give it away now, but I'm going to start tonight's TV show with an opening monologue for all of my colleagues in the media that are going to be tuning in. I've got a thing or two to say to them, because I guess the tune-in factor is going to be pretty high tonight, especially among the media, that... By the way, what's the, the little pipsqueak stenographer of Jeff Zucker? Because Jeff Zucker dictates to these these three, you know, guys over there at, at uh, Fake News CNN, you know, tweets, I wonder if the real journalists of Fox News. And I write, well, at least we have real journalists. At least we'll do our job. At least, you know, we're not in the 93% negative coverage like the Harvard study showed about CNN and their obsession, Trump and Russia and getting Trump and everything else here. <laughs> This is CNN. 
I just love when I know I have a captive media audience for this show. It it motivates me and energizes me in a way because they have to listen because they know they have to watch this. And it's going to drive them nuts that I have Donald Trump Jr. on the program tonight. Now, uh, I'll get to that in a second. I want to first start a couple of sad stories now that are out there. This was unbelievable to me. And then you've got the comrade mayor of New York. Oh, he was too busy out protesting where in Hamburg, Germany at the time to care about what happened to this this police officer, this slain officer, basically assassinated uh, on the streets of New York while in her car, a brave, you know, NYPD officer. Anyway, the commissioner, James O'Neill, delivered a, a speech at the funeral of the slain a uh, police officer familiar on Tuesday saying that the hero officer was assassinated only because of what she represented. And he said, but why is there no outrage? All her killer could see was her uniform. O'Neill told thousands of mourners gathered at the World Changers Church and Grand Concourse in the Bronx in New York. And where are the demonstrations for the single mom who cared for her elderly mother and own three children? There is anger and sorrow, but... Why is there no outrage? I wonder if these remarks were directed at the the communist mayor of New York, de Blasio. Anyway, goes on. O'Neill, who announced that Pamelia has been promoted to first grade detective. I'm very thankful they did that. That that means a lot to her family. Now, Bo Deedle told me that they're going to be starting a fund, and I told him I'd match his donation. And when we get that information, we'll we'll put it up on our website, Hannity.com. You know, seven police officers in New York have been shot and killed over the last five years. And look at all the we now have police officers being assassinated. But don't worry. Black Lives Matter is out there. What do we want? Dead cops. When do we want them now? Pigs in a blanket. Fry them like bacon. Hillary, didn't she seek the didn't she seek the, the support of Black Lives Matter? Didn't Black Lives Matter representatives end up in the Obama White House? And that was not a, a lot of media outrage there. We also have, there is a continued investigation, 15 Marines died. One Navy corpsman. If you're Obama, it's a corpsman. But one Navy corpsman killed when their U.S. military plane spiraled out of the sky and into a field in Mississippi. This happened yesterday. Anyway, it was a refueling tanker. It experienced some mishap. And it corkscrewed into a soybean field about 4 p.m. on Monday. One of the trips I took to Iraq, I sat in the cockpit of the C-130 as the refueling operation actually happened in midair. I was on the plane with, with then Defense Secretary Rumsfeld. It is one of the most fascinating things you will ever see in your life and a tribute to the professionalism of our military. Anyway, our thoughts and prayers go out to the officers' family, the 15 families that have lost their loved ones. I... I just know you, you, you can't comfort people with a, a loss of a magnitude like that, especially when it's not expected. You don't expect that somebody's going to go off to work and not come home that day. And they choose these jobs because they want to serve us. They want to protect our country. They want to protect our communities. And they're amazing people, and they don't get the credit that they deserve. But the mayor of New York heads to Hamburg to protest because he had nothing better to do, like maybe comfort the family. And the three children and the elderly mother of the officer that this this hero cop was was, you know, taking care of. Unbelievable. 
All right, so let me tell you what is happening here, because we now have the email exchange between Donald Jr. and in the lead-up, this guy Rob Goldstein. This was all in the lead-up to what he, Donald Jr. released today. And, it, you know, the whole thing goes back to the, to the 3rd of June of last year. Now, the date's important because the date, if you're looking at the timeline, this is pre the release of WikiLeaks, um, which was on the eve of the Democratic Convention in July. So I think that's an important date. Now, I know the media is trying to make a big deal that this happened on June the 9th. And anyway, remember, June 7th, the primary season essentially concluded. Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, the presumptive party nominees. June 9th, Donald Trump Jr. with Jared Kushner for apparently five or ten minutes. The former campaign chair, Paul Manafort, met with the, the this lawyer from Russia, um, who we're going to play here in a in a second, and her name is Natalie Viselnitskaya. Did I say that right? How is it? How do you say it? Natalia Viselnitskaya. Oh, I didn't say it with the flair that you did for crying. Well, her name's out. not Natalie. It's Natalia. Natalia Viselnitskaya. How's that? That is works. That fine. That works. Good grief! Now you got Chucky Schumer. We'll get to this later. I mean, the Democrats are unhinged. There's the we. This ends the idea. There's no evidence of collusion. Well, what's the collusion? Tim Kaine, Trump, this is potentially treason. Richard Blumenthal, this meeting is a bombshell evidence of conspiracy and criminal intent. I'm so glad that these guys are going on the record with all of this, because what I'm about to tell you is going to become a big problem for them. And it's going to become now a big problem for the news media. I mean, I, I'm, I'm watching CNN all day. They even brought in Anderson Cooper for daytime. Anderson Cooper is, you know, he's going to be on 20 hours today. And the most interesting, the most fascinating thing is they so hate me, but every network is going to have to run my interview now. And let me predict what they're going to do. They're not going to run any video of Hannity. It's all going to be just Trump Jr. Now he was asked this question. Here's his answer. They were asked this question. Here's Donald Trump Jr.'s answer. You know, all the questions remain unanswered. We're going to get to all of it. Anyway, so let me read to you as this, you know, all begins, and I'm working my way backwards here because I think it's important that you, you get the, the timeline correct. And I guess what's so important and amazing in all of this, I actually don't have them all here. For some reason, you guys can't get me all of the all of the emails. If you can, I'd appreciate it. It goes back to the third. I only have them starting on the sixth. And I'm not sure why I don't have all of them. Um, Anyway, so Donald Trump Jr. decided to release it himself today. And I think for all of the right reasons, and I think it was very important. Now, I'm going to get into every question I can think of tonight. I've been working hard all day. I don't think at the end of the time that I have with Donald Trump Jr., which will be most of the show tonight, I don't think at the time that I'm going to have, there's going to be any unanswered questions. And I've always said, if there's any evidence of collusion, we'll, we'll talk about it. So I'm going to ask Donald Trump Jr. everything you, I think anybody would want to have answered or cleared up here. But I will tell you this. The, the double standard we're now living in and facing. You know, here's one interesting thought. If, by the way, if Donald Trump himself was colluding with Vladimir Putin and the Russians, why would he need his son to act as an intermediary. Although 
The Trump campaign only found out what Donald Trump himself only found out this week. And Donald Trump's answer to that is, well, how would we possibly know? You know, there was nothing that came out of the meeting. Jonathan Turley says there's no evidence there was zero crime committed here. But that's neither here nor there. I want to read something to you. And then I want to ask you a question about whether or not you think that there's fundamental a fundamental double standard in the news media in this country. Whether or not the news media in this country cares about truth, cares about equal application of its coverage. Let me read from the Politico. This is January 11th this year. The headline is Ukrainian efforts to sabotage Trump backfire. Kiev officials scrambling to make amends with president-elect after quietly working to boost Clinton. It goes on. Donald Trump was not the only presidential candidate whose campaign was boosted by officials of a former Soviet bloc country. Ukrainian government officials tried to help Hillary Clinton and undermine Trump by publicly questioning his fitness for office. They also disseminated documents indicating, uh, I'm sorry, implicating a top Trump aide in corruption and suggested they were investigating the matter. Oh, the Ukrainians are doing work with Hillary in the DNC. Oh, okay. Only to back away after the election. And they helped Clinton's allies research damaging information on Trump and his advisors, according to a Politico investigation. By the way, Politico is well-respected by the Washington establishment. How many of you besides this program have ever heard about this anywhere else? The article goes on. A Ukrainian-American operative who is consulting for the Democratic National Committee met with top officials in the Ukrainian embassy in Washington, all in an effort to expose ties between Trump, top campaign aide Paul Manafort, and Russia, according to people with direct knowledge of the situation. The Ukrainian efforts had an impact in the race, helping to force Manafort's resignation and advancing the narrative that Trump's campaign was deeply connected to Ukraine's foe to the East Russia. Let me stop there. Is there any difference? Well, apparently the difference is is that their efforts to collude with the Ukrainians bore fruit. Donald Trump Jr. had a 20-minute meeting, and we'll get to the emails in a second. Politico's investigation found evidence of Ukrainian government involvement in the race that appears to strain diplomatic protocol, dictating that governments refrain from engaging in one another's elections. Manafort's work caught the attention of a veteran Democratic operative named Alexandra Chalupa, who had worked in the White House Office of Public Liaison during the Clinton administration, and by the way, then as a consultant for the DNC, and that she got paid over a period of time $412,000. Well, she also was paid by other clients during the time, including Democratic campaigns and the DNC's arm for engaging expatriate Democrats around the world. Oh, interesting. In an interview, Chalupa told Politico she had developed a network of sources in Kiev and in Washington, including investigative journalists, government officials, private intelligence operatives. And while her consulting work at the DNC this past election cycle centered on mobilizing ethnic communities, including Ukrainian-Americans, she said that Trump's unlikely presidential campaign began surging when it did in late 2015. She began focusing more on research, expanded it to include Trump's ties to Russia as well. And she also shared her concern with the Ukrainian ambassador to the U.S. and one of her top, his top aides during a 
March 2016 meeting at the Ukrainian embassy. The day after Manafort's hiring, she briefed the DNC communication staff on Manafort, on Trump, on Russia, and everything in between. I have a question. Why hasn't the media told you about that? Is there any difference? If you can tell me the difference, call me. 800-941-SEAN. Anyway, Donald Trump Jr. tonight on Hannity. Hey, with optimism once again on the rise in America, the working people of this country are more important than ever. Well, now they have a podcast that celebrates them and tells their stories on the job from hired to retired. Well, it's a new podcast from our friends at Express Employment Professionals that digs into the lives of men and women at work and explores their journeys as they fight to make the American dream a reality. On the job takes the listener through the ups and downs of making a living in America. Now check out the new podcast, On the Job, from Hired to Retired, on iHeartRadio, iTunes, or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Or just go to expresspros.com slash podcast for more information. All right, as we roll along, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. You know, so I'm just looking at this bigger picture here. And if it's wrong to to have any meeting with anybody in a, a meeting where, oh, we might have information that you might want about your opponent. Number one, it's not a crime. Number two, it was a short meeting. Number three, it was under false pretenses. I'll find out tonight if he really knew who this woman was. But if that's the case, why is there a double standard in the application of coverage in the news media today? And if it's wrong, for example, for foreign governments to influence elections, then why was Obama's Victory 15 15 team put together, V-15, in Israel, on the ground, to help effort and attempt to effort a defeat of Prime Minister Netanyahu? That even includes State Department dollars. And if all of this is wrong, then GPS, Fusion GPS, and their role with Christopher Steele, that was the the former intelligence agent in Great Britain, and the Russian dossier, hookers, Ritz, urinating bed. That's all I need to say. Wrong. And then James Comey, from all the information I've seen, he wanted to hire this guy and pay him. And if all of these things are really what matters, then we've got to ask... Where's the media coverage of explaining how, you know, we can even mention WikiLeaks and the collusion with Hillary Clinton among many of the media that now are salivating and breathlessly reporting that this meeting with Donald Trump Jr. and this woman, this lawyer from Russia, who said today she did not work for the Russian government. But does it matter that James Comey leaked what looks to be classified information and Broke the Records Act? Does it matter? Hillary mishandled, destroyed, top secret, classified, special access program information? Does it matter? Kick back money on the Uranium One approval, though she was one of nine agencies? Or does it matter that General Flynn was fired because of unmasking and intel leaks? Or Loretta Lynch meeting on the tarmac? Or 125 leaks in 126 days? Does it matter? Or only Trump and Russia matter? In June, you met with Donald Trump Jr., with Jared Kushner, with Paul Manafort. What was the purpose of that meeting? 
I never knew who else would be attending the meeting. All I knew that Mr. Donald Trump Jr. was willing to meet with me. I could recognize the young gentleman who was only present in the meeting for probably the first seven to ten minutes, and then he stood up and left the room. It was Mr. Jerry Kushner, and he never came back, by the way. And the other individual who was at the same meeting was always looking at his phone. He was reading something. He never took any active part in the conversation. That was Mr. Manafort. Impression, it appears, that they were going to be told some information that you had about the DNC. How did they get that impression? It's quite possible that maybe they were looking for such information. They wanted it so badly. And this morning, she denies claims she is connected to a Russian government effort to aid Donald Trump's presidency. Have you ever worked for the Russian government? Uh, do you have connections to the Russian government? No. All right, so that's the Russian lawyer, and there's no connections to the Russian government. All right, so now where are we going here? Let me go over these emails, and we're going to go over all of them tonight with Donald Jr. Now, it's it's hilarious if you actually watch. Hillary's spokesman says the president had to know about Donald Trump Jr.'s meeting. It just is another example of total, complete overreach. And by the way, Senator Grassley has confirmed the Lee Comey memos were classified. As a side note here, which we were talking about in great detail yesterday, the media is ignoring that. I mean, this this makes some of the most interesting, fascinating times I think we've ever had in terms of media in this country. And while I have a captive audience of media tonight, I've got a, I've got a few things to say to them. Now, I told Linda everything I'm going to do tonight. On a scale of 1 to 10, how great is what I'm going to do to the media tonight, in your uh, view? It's, it's about a 10, boss. It's about a 10. Yeah, pretty good, right? I mean, I have a captive audience. They have to listen. Uh, is somebody else more important on the phone that you're talking with? I was talking to a very good friend of yours who, who? said to say hello. Who? She's going to be on the show later. Sarah Corder. Sarah Corder. I knew it. Okay, you guys are like BFFs. We were talking about good things about you. You should like that. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. That's so not true. It so, so anyway. is true. All right. So Donald Trump releases. So he gets an email from Rob Goldstone. Good morning. Now, there's this famous singer in Russia. I guess he's sort of like, is it Emin? Okay. He's the famous singer, right? He's like a pop star in Russia. I, as you know, I'm really into all my trips to Russia on behalf of the Trump campaign. What do I know? <laughs> you know, I don't even know this guy. I love when when uh, when Michael Cohn released his passport and he'd never been to wherever they said he was at at the time. Anyway, it says anyway, he just called and asked me to contact you with something very interesting. The crown prosecutor of Russia met with his father this morning and in their meeting offered to provide the Trump campaign with some official documents and information that would incriminate Hillary and her dealings with Russia and would be very useful to your father. Okay. This is obviously very high level, sensitive information, but is part of Russia and the government's support for Mr. Trump and helped along by Emin and his father. What do you think is the best way to handle this information? And would you be able to speak to Emin about it directly? Apparently, Don Jr. knows him from his time at a, a beauty pageant in Moscow. Anyway, so he goes on to say, I can also send this info to your father via her, his assistant, 
long-term assistant and hid the Trump Towers, but it's the it's ultra-sensitive, so wanted to send to you first. All right, Donald Trump actually responds. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate it. I'm on the road at the moment, but perhaps I should just speak to Emin first. Seems uh, we have some time, and if it is what you say, well, I'd love especially later in the summer. Could we do a call first thing next week when I'm back? Best Don. All right, then we get another one, and this one, again, I think is sent from, this is June 3rd, by the way, and it goes, uh, hey, Don, let me know when you're free to talk with them and by phone about his this Hillary info you had mentioned earlier this week, so wanted to try to schedule a time and a day best for you and the family. Rob Goldstone. By the way, I didn't know this iPhone speaks many languages. That's on almost all of the emails. All right, so you've got this ongoing back and forth that is going on here between the, the two of them. And then it goes on, and the next email goes on to say, uh, Rob, could we speak now? Let me track uh, him down in Moscow. What number should he call? And then Donald Trump says, my cell. Okay, he's on stage. This guy is a pop singer in Moscow, but should be off within 20 minutes or so. Um, I am sure he can call Rob, I guess then. And then it goes on from there. That was from Rod Goldstone. Then it says, yes, Rob, I could do that unless you want. Well, then he says, they can't do today as she, well, then they would talk about meeting with this woman. Let me, I'm missing a page here. And then it goes on to say, Again, I'm looking for all of this. Don Hope, uh, all is well. Emin asked I schedule the meeting. So they're not going to do it by the phone now. With you and the Russian government attorney. Now, this lady says today she's not a, she'd never work for the government. Anyway, but that's how they're characterizing her. So that's what Trump probably thought. Who's flying over from Moscow for this Thursday. I believe you're aware of the meeting. So I wondered if a 3 p.m. or later Thursday works for you. I assume it would be at your office. Okay, well, then he goes on to say, well, thanks for your help. How about three at our offices? Donald Trump Jr. response. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate you helping to set it up. That's perfect. I won't sit in on the meeting, but we'll bring them at three and introduce you. I will send the names of two people meeting with you for security when I have them later today. Don Jr., great. It will likely be Paul Manafort, campaign boss, my brother-in-law, and me. And they talk about what floor at the Trump Tower. Would it be possible to move the meeting to 4 o'clock as the Russian attorney is in court until 3? I was just informed. Okay. Yes, Rob, uh, I could do that unless they wanted 3 today. Just let me know. I'll lock it in either way. They can't do today as they haven't landed yet from Moscow. 4 p.m. is great. That's all we know. All right, so I would say that the, the, the key thing that they're focusing in on here and that you have to pay attention to if you're part of the Russia conspiracy media is okay. This is obviously, you know, the crown prosecutor of Russia met with Emin's father. Emin is the pop star this morning. And in their meeting, offered to provide the Trump campaign with some official documents and information that would incriminate Hillary and her dealings with Russia that would be very useful to your father. Remember, this is all before, if we're looking at the timeline, all before WikiLeaks, all before leaked documents, even before probably even the transfer of it all. Now, 
All right, so then it goes on. This is obviously very high level, sensitive information, part of Russia and its government support for Mr. Trump, helped along with Emin and Aras, who's Emin's father. Would you think, what do you think is the best way to handle this information? Would you be able to speak to Emin about it directly? Well, why shouldn't he speak to him about it? And I said this many times before. Okay, let's say somebody says I have information on Donald Trump, and this is where the hypocrisy comes in. This is why I keep going back to this Politico report and this reported elsewhere. And this is why I go back to all the other issues I've been raising about, well, okay, nobody wants to pay attention to Fusion GPS and nobody wants to pay attention to their connection to Christopher Steele and the former MI6 intelligence agent of Great Britain and the dossier that turned out to be false that even somebody like James Comey was interested in. But it goes on to say in the in the. Politico, that Donald Trump wasn't the only candidate whose campaign was boosted by officials from a former Soviet bloc country. So if Donald Trump Jr. has this meeting, okay, and it's media, it's a media meltdown orgasm. Then I have to ask, well, what is what is the difference here between Ukrainian government officials trying to help Hillary Clinton? This isn't the right wing media. This is Politico, not exactly fans of Sean Hannity. And it goes on to help Hillary Clinton and undermine Trump. Wait a minute. Ukrainian government officials are trying to help Hillary and undermine Trump? Wait a minute. Publicly questioning his fitness for office, doing it publicly. Also disseminating documents. This is the Ukrainian government disseminating documents, suggesting they're investigating the matter. As And then, by the way, after the election, they changed their mind. They helped, quote, Clinton allies research damaging information on Trump and his advisors. What did Hillary know? What did, when did Hillary know it? A Ukrainian-American operative who was consulting for the DNC met with top officials in the Ukrainian embassy in Washington in an effort to expose ties between Trump, Paul Manafort, Russia, according to people involved. The Ukrainian efforts had an impact in the race. Wow. Look at Stanger. You never heard this before, did you? Why don't you listen to my show every day? You work for the show. You've worked for me for 30 years. I don't understand this. Well, 25 years. Anyway, so helping to force Manafort's resignation, advancing the Trump narrative, and advancing the narrative that Trump's campaign was deeply connected to the Ukrainian foe to the East Russia. Oh, okay. So you mean they're doing it too on a, on a bigger level with more results? Now, Hannity, that's so unfair of you to say, well, they did it too. Okay, if it's wrong for Donald Trump Jr. to have a 20-minute meeting that bore no fruit from somebody that apparently is saying I was not from the Kremlin, that used false pretenses that they had info on their opponent. We don't even know what the info was because they didn't have it. But yet the Ukrainian effort with the DNC and the Hillary campaign did bear fruit and helped kick out their campaign manager, Paul Manafort. But I'm sorry, you know, how dare I talk about the double standard in the media? And this isn't a black helicopter theory. Such hypocrisy. They're such phonies. They don't care about the truth. They don't care about foreign governments influencing the election. All they care about is hurting President Trump and stopping his agenda. And what they really don't care about is who you voted for in the last election. And what they really don't care about is the men and women in poverty on food stamps and out of work. And what they really don't care about is is dealing with the North Korean situation where they have nuclear weapons because of Bill Clinton's stupidity and his bribes not working and assurances that the North Koreans would never get nuclear weapons 
now threatening to build and trying to build ICBMs so they can meet the continental. They can they can actually make it to the continental United States so that the nuclear weapons that Bill Clinton paid the North Koreans money not to build that they did build that he promised they'd never build. Well, now they're building the missile technology to get those weapons here. But in the meantime, if we try to stop them, they're going to kill millions of people, probably in, in Seoul and South Korea and Japan and maybe China. Who knows what this lunatic's capable of? Let's not pay attention to that. Let's pay attention to Russia. Let's ignore the Ukraine issue. Let's ignore that Hillary Clinton literally did have a Russia collusion story and signed off on 20% of America's uranium going to Vladimir. And in exchange, all the people in the deal kicked back millions to the Clinton Foundation. Let's ignore that. And let's ignore that Obama is so wrong to influence foreign elections that he paid, used taxpayer money, sent his operatives over to defeat Prime Minister Netanyahu. Let's ignore that, too. Russia, 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 Russia. It's all that they care about. You see how corrupt these people are? You, you do not want to miss my monologue. Forget the Donald Trump Jr. interview. I'm very happy to have it. I'm going to ask every question I can think of, I promise you. I'm going to do my job tonight. You know, part of being a talk show host is sometimes you do straight interviews. Tonight's pretty much a straight interview. But I'll give my opinion at the beginning. Then I'll ask all the questions I can think of. You see my questions. Anything I'm missing? I think it's pretty thorough, boss. Pretty thorough, right? Absolutely. All right. But I think my monologue's more important. I think they're equally important, but I think you'll kick a little ass in your monologue. Oh, I'm going to kick some ass tonight and take names. I don't care anymore. You know what I just, I'm fighting for the truth. I'm doing their job. They're such phony hypocrites. This is, you want to know I've never been to a Washington Correspondents' Dinner in 22 years at Fox? Because you have to dress up. Well, that's part of it. Although you probably could get away with jeans and boots and... No, I couldn't. All right, whatever. Because I don't like these people. Because they're phony, they're overpaid, they're spoiled brats, they're rigid ideologues, and they're lazy. Not today. Anderson's and they're, earning it today. He's and on for 25 hours. Yeah, he looks like a zombie already. There, Carl Bernstein, who says, oh, we've got to treat Trump differently. All right, 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program. Jay Sekulow is going to weigh in on the legal. Any laws broken by Donald Jr.? We'll, we'll ask the question. Then we'll check in with Sarah Carter. And also Greg Jarrett will join us. And by the way, the media sensation we're adding on the Hannity program on night at night, Terrence Williams will join us. The best laugh in the history of mankind. Jonathan Turley, who is, of course, a George Washington University law professor, he literally went out there and said that on Fox News this morning, some people have said this could be treason for the love of God. Treason is defined in the Constitution, you idiots. I'm adding that. This is not treason. Other people have said it's a violation of the Logan Act. Well, the Logan Act's been used once in 200 years and is unconstitutional. Take a breath. In June, you met with Donald Trump Jr., with Jared Kushner, with Paul Manafort. What was the purpose of that meeting? I never knew who else would be attending the meeting. All I knew that Mr. Donald Trump Jr. was willing to meet with me. I could recognize the young gentleman who was only present in the meeting for probably the first seven to ten minutes. And then he stood up and left the room. It was Mr. Jared Kushner, and he never came back, by the way. And the other individual who was at the same meeting was always looking at his phone. He was reading something. He never 
never took any active part in the conversation. That was Mr. Manafort. Impression, it appears, that they were going to be told some information that you had about the DNC. How did they get that impression? It's quite possible that maybe they were looking for such information. They wanted it so badly. And this morning, she denies claims she is connected to a Russian government effort to aid Donald Trump's presidency. Have you ever worked for the Russian government? Uh, do you have connections to the Russian government? No. All right, that was Natalie Viselnitskaya, who was the woman that Donald Trump met with, saying that, in fact, the meeting with Donald Trump she's never worked for, nor does she have any connections with the Russian government, although there was one email with Donald Trump in it that suggested that this was, in fact, coming from the Russian government, which we will go over with Donald Trump Jr. when he joins us tonight. Our top story today, Donald Trump Jr. releasing all of these emails. Joining us now, he's the chief counsel for the American Center for Law and Justice and also a counsel for the president, Donald Trump. And that's Jay Sekulow with us. What is your reaction to, uh, number one, that interview with this lawyer and number two with Donald Trump Jr.'s emails? Well, the, the interview with the lawyer establishes that, in fact, the meeting had, in reality had nothing to do with anything involving the election, that she was basically lobbying for a change in, in a law on sanctions and, and, and in, in response to the fact that the Russian adoption law was changed by the Russians. So the purpose of what she said the meeting was, according to the email exchange, or what it actually was, ended up not even being the same thing. But here's what we do now. Nothing happened. She got no documents. No documents were released. No documents were given out. Nothing on Hillary Clinton. No follow-up. No case. No issue. Done. What about the idea in the email that it does mention in some capacity, and again, this is prior to the DNC email leaks prior to the DNC convention. I mean, if we're looking for a timeline here, but what about the knowledge that Donald Trump, at least in an email, thought it was somebody, operatives, Russian government? Uh, Jonathan Turley says no laws have been broken. I know my colleague Greg Jarrett says absolutely not even close to any laws. And yet you're watching all this cable coverage as if this is the most unethical thing that has ever happened. Yeah, and, 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 and they're right. Curly's right, and so is Greg Jarrett. There, there's no law violated. There's no illegality in the meeting. Opposition research is not an unusual uh, discussion within a political campaign. So here's what you've got. No illegality in the meeting only made more of the, the fact that nothing actually happened. So, I mean, I understand why the media is jumping on this, but I think what Don Jr. did what, by releasing the information is, is, is just got it out there. Here's what it is. So everybody has the email, uh, email train here, uh, chain, and, and at the end of the day, there's nothing to it. Now, the media is going to have, and they already have, they're having their moment, and they're making a big deal about the fact uh, that the meeting took place and this w- woman purported to be somebody supposedly affiliated with the Russian government. None of that ended up being true. None of this happened in that context. So what do you really have here? You have a meeting that produced nothing. That's not a crime. Well, then let me ask this. It's a violation of the FEC laws, by the way. <laughs> Forget a crime. Well, I mean, uh, Senator Warner calling for Donald Trump Jr. to be brought up on charges of treason? A plea, that's a little bit of a desperate plea. Well, if that's the case, what do we make of, for example, Fusion GPS, Christopher Steele, the, the former British agent, who was, you know, do we yeah. know at this point, who was paying for the dossier that ended up with all this false information? And isn't it true that Christopher Steele was paying for information and dirt on Donald Trump? Yeah, but everybody wants to ignore, you know, what you just raised with the whole Fusion GPS thing. Well, you need to explain it. Explain this to like people. It didn't happen. Well, explain it in detail so people understand it. So Fusion GPS is a, is a, it was, it basically was a political operative arm that was in the business of doing opposition research. 
There's a connection with the with the Steele dossier, which was the fake dossier on the president. But a political was, operative arm of who? Oh, they primary the primary work is the DNC. This, that's no secret. Google it. I mean, that's not hard to find out. And this woman had a relationship with them on matters that were being that that she. Fusion uh, GPS that was involved in. So everybody's acting like this one. You know, this was a. I've always taken the position, Sean, that this was a bit of a setup from the word go. And the idea was to kind of just hoist, hoist this up. And apparently, they evidently had no uh, opposition research because they never cared to have opposition research. They wanted to get in with this woman has committed a lot of time to lobbying against the laws in the United States after the uh, the Majinsky Act. That's what she was aiming for. And of course, that, that ended up going nowhere. If any campaign is told by somebody that you think might be associated with a foreign government, oh, we might have information, op research, that you really need to know about your opponent, um, is there any campaign you could think of that wouldn't take a meeting to hear what they had to say or hear them out? Uh, look, we know in campaigns that opposition research is, is the, in one sense, is the lifeblood of political campaigns. What about the Ukrainian situation with regard to Hillary Clinton getting information on Donald Trump? Everybody wants to, you don't, but everybody else wants to forget that happened. Because that stuff does happen. Here, though, what's interesting in this case, nothing happened. So the end result of it was nothing. If I go to the Politico in January... FEC case here. There's nothing. Let me read from the Politico January... Uh, 11th of this year, and I I keep going back to this because I think it's very pivotal. Donald Trump wasn't the only presidential candidate whose campaign was boosted by officials of a former Soviet bloc country. Ukrainian government officials tried to help Hillary Clinton undermine Trump by publicly questioning his fitness for office. They disseminated documents implicating a top Trump aide in corruption and suggested that they were investigating the matter only to back away after the election. They, They helped Clinton allies research damaging Information on Trump and his advisors, according to a political investigation, a Ukrainian-American operative who was consulting for the Democratic National Committee met with top officials in the Ukraine embassy in Washington in an effort to expose ties between Trump, top campaign aide Paul Manafort, Russia, according to people with direct knowledge. These efforts did have an impact on the race, helping Manafort's, uh, force Manafort's resignation, advancing the narrative that Trump's campaign. Now, here's my question. And they also found that the Ukrainian government, the involvement in the race, you know, appears to strain diplomatic protocol, dictating governments refrain from engaging in another's election. So my question is, is there any difference or does this not appear to be worse? And how come most of the media has never, ever raised this question? Well, I mean, in one situation, you actually had an event that took place that triggered an action and actually produced a result. Here, you don't even have the information that was allegedly going to be exchanged. Not only exchanged, was never in in existence in the first place. So the Ukrainian situation is much more politically, I'm not saying legally damaging, politically damaging. This one has got no legal consequence. That's what I keep going back to. No illegality, no legal consequence. So do we know who was paying Christopher Steele, the MI6, former MI6? No, I know that's still being, I know that's still being looked at. Okay. Now, is that connected directly to Fusion GPS, and is Infusion DPS connected to the DNC? Well, you know, Fusion GPS is under review right now by the Senate uh, Judiciary Committee under Chuck Rassley. And those questions are being asked now. All right. So the question is, uh, or what about the case of Prime Minister Netanyahu? I mean, we keep hearing that it's so well, bad for foreign countries to to try and influence. How about we send money over? Right. Well, we didn't. We send, we send money over to fund his opposition from the United States Treasury. You and I sent the money over via the United States government. Another and, and no one saying that was a problem. And, right? and Obama sends some of his campaign operatives in an effort to defeat yes. and influence, uh, defeat Benjamin Netanyahu yes. and influence their elections. Yes. 
Well, why is right. that never talked about? Yeah, why? Because the media is never going to talk about anything that's negative on President Obama. But he actually sent over operatives and money to an organization that was fighting against the re-election of the Prime Minister of the State of Israel. Well, the name of that group that was Victory 15, V15. Right, right. You know, I guess if you're Donald Trump Jr. today, now he's coming on the program tonight, and I'm going to ask him every question I can possibly think of. I, I, there's not going to be anything that's not asked, but I'm also going to use this as an opportunity because you know the media is going to be tuned in. So I'm going to welcome the, yeah. the mainstream left-wing, you know, conspiracy theory media to my show. And right. I'm going to spend a little time educating them about all of these instances and challenge them that if they think right. this is so important and we're going to answer, ask every question tonight, Great. maybe they'll start asking questions about the Ukraine. Maybe they'll start asking questions about Fusion GPS and the dossier about, you know, Trump with hookers urinating on his bed. Maybe right. we'll ask, didn't, didn't James Comey want to pay Christopher Steele? Right. He did, right? Yeah, that's what we're hearing. Yes. And and we'll ask them, was it appropriate for Bibi Netanyahu to have his number one ally spending taxpayer dollars to defeat him against, ne- him. Yeah. against him? And you know the answer to those, Sean, but this is the, not only the dual nature of the media, but this is also the dual nature of an accusation. So that's what we have to remember here. What did Donald Trump Jr. do today? He said, here's the emails. There you go. Why didn't Unlike he release it earlier? Wouldn't it have been better, in all honesty, to release it from day one once this Russia thing became hyped and hyped and hyped and hyped, maybe in I mean, January? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not representing him, so I, I don't know what the you know the interest for play there. It's, it's very hard for – I never like to Monday morning quarterback a, a, a lawyer's call on something like that. Yeah. I, you know, because they've got their client. I'm representing another client called the president. So Let me ask about <laughs> – you yeah. know, we also discovered that Hillary Clinton – remember in the debate she kept saying 17 intelligence agencies, 17 yeah. intelligence agencies agencies or four well it turned out to be a big lie right well all right well then, is, yeah and aren't they, there they, well let me ask this too get away with this well we know felonies were committed don't do you believe the classified information we're told was on the the comey leak that he sent to the new york well, times look, you and i talked about this yesterday here's the fact there's one thing we know for sure about all of this and that James Comey leaked, and I want to reinstate this very clearly. James Comey leaked a conversation or a series of conversations he had with the President of the United States on a government computer that he put in his government car, put in his government test until he got fired from his government job, and then he leaked it. Now, if, in fact, it turns out that there's also on there, in addition to being leaked, which is a, a, a violation of the law, classified information, how about the fact that he waived the executive or tried to, basically, without the client's consent, he sent out information about the executive, which was privileged. How about that? No, but no lawyer. I don't hear a lot of lawyers wanting to deal with that one right now on the other side of this. But that, that's a pretty big deal. So we have Comey, who may have violated the Records Act, the Espionage Act, potential felonies. Then we have Hillary right. Clinton mishandling, destroying yep. classified information. Yep. Then we yep. have money kicked back to the Clinton Foundation, I believe, as a quid pro quo for her signing off on the Uranium One deal. And then we also have Loretta Lynch meeting in the tarmac, and we don't have questions what yep. she, she was obstructing justice and colluding with the Clintons. Then we have the whole Ukrainian DNC and Hillary campaign issue. Right. I think that's how I'm going to start my show tonight. Memo to the media. There you go. I'm going to start at memo to the media tonight. And I'm going to say Good. these are the things, if, if this is so important, we're going to ask Donald Trump Jr. tonight every question I could possibly think of. And then I want you Great. people to start doing your job because you're all lazy, overpaid, and a, a bunch of, of Russian-obsessed maniacs. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Jay Sekulow, American Center for Law and Justice, their chief counsel, counsel to the president, as we continue. All right, as we continue, Jay Sekulow, Chief Counsel, American Center for Law and Justice, also counsel to the president. One question I know the media will get around to, although I doubt they'll do it with Hillary and the Ukraine and the Democratic Party and the DNC and what I think is a matter that went far deeper 
and information was exchanged, or I doubt they'll ask Barack Obama about trying to unseat Prime Minister Netanyahu and influence that election. But putting all that aside, um, the question will go, what did the president know and when did he know it? Well, look, I mean, I think they're going to all ask that question. But the fact is, what we say that was very clear without any question, and that is, what do we know? The president was not aware and did not attend the meeting. Period. So I think, you know, as, as has been said, he was recently informed of this, I mean, very recently by his lawyers, and, and, and I'm one of the lawyers, uh, and, you know, that's what happened. This is no great secret. Is there any reaction the president had? What did he say? Just roll his eyes or what? I mean, the, the president is having to deal, look, I mean, there's a lot of issues going on in the world today, as you know. So let's be really, really clear here. The president is running the interests of the United States. This is getting a lot of media attention. It, it, it's, it's not getting a lot of attention from him, nor should it. The president is focused on a lot of issues, including North Korea, the Middle East, uh, and a lot of developments there. Can you tell us how it's possible? You know, there's this recent report. We now see it's making its way through Congress and the respective yeah. com- committees. 125 intelligence leaks in 126 days. Is it fair to say that that's 125 felonies committed? Yeah, because the leaking of information, especially that kind of information, is our felony. But, I mean, the fact that that's happening every day, and we're, not, and we're not going, the whole country's not saying this is an outrage, but that is the outrage. There is no reason or basis upon which those kind of leaks would be acceptable anywhere. And by the way, if you took all of President Obama's leaks during the same period of time and President Bush and added them together, it was, this was seven times the amount. Well, even, I... the, even the New York Times said unprecedented amount of leaks. It really is. I mean, it is unprecedented. Yeah. And why hasn't it stopped? You know, also, let, I, 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 you know, Sean, because you've got to get into the deep state here and deal with this. But let me say one thing. The president has made very clear. He said it today that he applauds Don Jr.'s transparency. And that's right. He put it all out publicly. He could have he, the decision was made to do it by his lawyers, I'm sure, in consultation with those lawyers. That's how you do these things. And he put it all out there. So I think that's the president's statement. And I think that's right. Yeah. He said, I applaud my son's transparency. Even Jonathan Turley said this. It may not be the smartest thing to have met with this lady, but it's certainly not a crime. Not illegal. Right. Exactly. And, and isn't that so? Will Don Jr. and the all these? The day, that's what this. That's what they don't want to ignore. They want to ignore the fact that the law doesn't support an allegation of criminality. That's what the left doesn't want to see. Because really, aren't they just looking for any type of crime? Is there? You know. And here's a question I have: If Don, if Donald Trump himself, the president, as a as he was campaigning, if if he was colluding with Vladimir, I guess he wouldn't really need his son to be meeting with a woman who says she might have some information to pass on. Well, look, I mean, the, the whole collusion theory. First of all. There's not a criminal statute on collusion. I mean, I keep saying, what's the statute involved here? That's what you look at as a lawyer. What what law has been violated? And this meeting is not a violation of a law, period. There's no illegality in a meeting, period. All right, Jay Sekulow, counsel for the president, chief counsel, American Center for Law and Justice. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate you being with us, as always. uncovers the real truth about the politics of D.C. He's your watchdog on Big Brother every day. Hannity is on right now. Senator, how much is the whole Russia investigation and the president's preoccupation with Russia, the White House being distracted by that, how much is it getting in the way of um, business in the Senate? Best as I can tell, not at all. I've had three town hall meetings, two last week and then a telephone town hall last night, and not a single question came on Russia. Uh, It's all about health care, the economy, national 
National Flood Insurance Program. We're Louisiana. We've had some problems of flooding. Now, I was just struck listening to your program beforehand in, in a telephone town hall and two town hall meetings, not a single question about Russia. I'm not sure that that's um, as much play in the Senate or at home as uh, on TV programs. So, Congressman, was the meeting acceptable? What we know now is you had a private citizen from the private sector, not schooled up in politics, talking to a Russian. I think, I hope they would assume that, that she would be on the inside. I would assume speaking with anyone from that part of the world, and I always have, that they're on the inside. And so we'll have to see where the Intel Committee's investigation goes. But I think it pales in comparison to the professional political machine of Hillary Clinton repeatedly meeting with Ukraine people to try to dig up dirt on Donald Trump. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, that was Francis Rooney uh, on on the comparison with the Clinton campaign and the Ukrainians and the DNC and the Ukrainians. You know, look, we've got to now I'll be interviewing Donald Trump Jr. on Hannity tonight. There's no question that I'm not going to ask him about his emails, about the exchange, about about the contact, about what he was expecting, about what he would, what he thought about the process. That's all fair, well, and good, as I have said from the beginning. And any evidence, we will cover it. But we do have a very important number of questions that we've got to ask, not the least of which Politico reporting that, that you have the Democratic Party. Here's their article. Donald Trump wasn't the only presidential candidate whose campaign was boosted by officials of a former Soviet bloc country. Ukrainian government officials tried to help Hillary Clinton undermine Donald Trump by publicly questioning his fitness for office. They disseminated documents implicating a top Trump aide in corruption and suggested they were investigating the matter only to back away after the election. They helped Clinton's allies research damaging information on Trump and his advisors, a Politico investigation found. A Ukrainian-American operative who was consulting for the Democratic National Committee, met with top officials in the Ukrainian embassy in Washington in an effort to expose ties between Trump, the top campaign aide Paul Manafort, and Russia, according to people with direct knowledge of the situation. Ukrainian efforts had an impact in the race, helping to force Manafort's resignation and advancing the narrative that Trump's campaign was deeply connected to Ukraine's foe to the East, Russia. Now, Politico also found evidence that the Ukrainian government involvement in the race appeared to strain diplomatic protocol dictating that governments refrain from engaging in one another's election. Oh, my gosh. Now, Manafort and his work caught the attention of a veteran Democratic operative, Alexandra Chalupa, who had worked in the White House under the Clinton administration, and then went on to work as a staffer and was a paid consultant for the DNC, who paid her $412,000, uh, though she was also paid by other clients, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But anyway, Chalupo told Politico she had developed a network of sources in Kiev and Washington, including investigative journalists, government officials, private intelligence operatives. And while consulting, her consulting work at the DNC this past election cycle centered on mobilizing ethics communities, including the Ukrainian-Americans, he said that Trump's unlikely presidential campaign when it began surging she began focusing more on research and expanded it to include trump as ties to russia etc and she said she shared her concern with ukraine's ambassador to the u.s 
And the day after Manafort's hiring, she briefed the DNC's communication staff on Manafort, Trump, etc. And it goes on from there. Okay, what's the difference? What is the difference of British spy putting together a dossier with false, phony information? Who paid for part of that? Here to weigh in on all of this, we have Sarah Carter and Greg Jarrett. Sarah Carter with Circa News, Greg Jarrett with the Fox News Channel. Greg Jarrett, what's your reaction? Is there a double standard here? And if everybody's upset about... You know, any discussion with anybody from Russia, should they show the same or even more concern based on the facts as we know them? Oh, sure. I mean, look, this is media bias at its most obvious. Uh, the media uh, hates Donald Trump, um, you know, and so there's a double standard here. They're not treating him the same way that they would treat Hillary Clinton, for example, in the scenario that you've just outlined. You know, meeting with a Russian lawyer is not treason, as Lawrence Tribe and Richard Painter and Senator Tim Kaine claim. Um, The U.S. is not at war with Russia. Uh, Even if the president's son received information from the Russian government or collaborated with foreign officials, that's neither waging war against the U.S. nor aiding the enemy, which is, you know, what the Constitution says treason is. So, you know, those claims are nonsense. And I've said it before, and you and I have talked about it, Sean, that collusion is not a crime in political campaigns, only in antitrust law. You can collude all you want uh, with a foreign government in an American campaign. It's not a crime. Maybe someday it should be, but it's not. So this is an important aspect to all of this. So basically, we have all campaigns doing it, but the media is only interested in one. They're only interested, they're not interested in all that Politico has reported and others have reported on Ukrainians working with the Clinton campaign and far more corroboration and collaboration than in the case of Donald Trump Jr., Right. And it's, you know, it's the political bias of the media. And, you know, I've been watching all the channels today, and they're absolutely obsessed with all of this. And they claim this is not only evidence of treason, but it's of collusion. Well, show me a statute that makes any of it a crime. I mean, even if Hillary Clinton did it, it's still not a crime. Now, it's probably stupid and ill-advised. It's not something I would suggest that anybody do, but it's not criminal. And yet, you know, accusations of criminality abound on the airways today. There's one potential crime that it could be, and that's conspiring to defraud the U.S. government or a government function, which is an election. But when you read the statute, it requires deceit, craft, trickery, uh, dishonesty. Simply receiving information, even acting on that information, which Trump Jr. denies, is it doesn't constitute defrauding the U.S. There are no crimes here. Sarah Carter, Circa News, let's talk about the Ukrainian double standard. It seems that the media, I mean, I just read from the Politico, and and there were other reports, similar reports, of all of this collusion going on. We haven't heard a word about it. Is there any difference morally, ethically, in your mind, or maybe even in the case of Ukraine and the Clinton campaign, it went far deeper? Well, I mean, if you look at what Alexandra Chalupa, you know, who works with the Clinton White House, I mean, she went out of her way. She she put together reports, uh, tried to set up meetings all the way to the top to the Ukrainian president. Uh, so, no, I don't see any difference. If anything, it seems more egregious on, on Chalupa's part. And, you know, this is only what we know, right? This is only what we know, what we've been told. I'm sure if we look into other campaigns, uh, we would see very similar 
uh, meetings that have taken place between people trying to get oppo research on their opponents. So, no, I mean, if there was a crime here, uh, then let somebody point out where that crime is. Uh, it, it appears to be. And remember, Sean, this is a this happens consistently. The Russians are experts and try to create compromise or they look for, you know, disinformation campaigns. They put things out there. But this happens on all sides. And if you look at Hillary Clinton and you look at her work and her involvement, even with the Clinton Foundation, there's so many questions that have not been answered, so many areas that are still probably being investigated with her dealings with the Russians. And that's something that people aren't talking about either. And um, it's disingenuous. It's disingenuous on the part of the media as well, not to focus on everything and to try to focus on one thing. And uh, I think well, the what's, what, what's the difference? preempted this is smart. What do we know about the Russian dossier, for example? What do we know? Like, for example, if we go back and we talk about this guy, uh, was he first hired, this guy Steele, that put together this phony dossier? Now, he's a foreigner. He's a Brit. He's a former intelligence officer. Um, who paid him? Did the DNC hand over money? I know that James Comey at one point, didn't he want to pay this guy money to keep his investigation going? Yeah, absolutely. And if you look at the connections, even with Fusion GPS, uh, which is a security company, that um, put this together with Christopher Steele. And, and remember this, Christopher Steele was paying people. He was paying for information. And that information, I mean, has been found out to be erroneous. I mean, the information that he was collecting, and even and even down to the point where, you know... Who was uh, paying Michael, him, Michael Sarah? Morell, who was paying him? That's the question that everybody wants to know. Who was paying Fusion GPS? What we do know... What we do know is that Fusion GPS is connected to the Russians with Prevazon Holdings. I mean, these were the people that, you know, Fusion was lobbying on behalf, and this is what Senator Grassley has been going after, you know, the chairman of the Judiciary Committee. It appeared to be that they were lobbying on behalf of the Russians against the Magnitsky Act which basically was uh, which basically sanctioned uh, any of the Russians around the death of Sergei Magnitsky, who was the whistleblower who charged the Russian government with, you know, and pointed out all these money laundering schemes. He died in a Russian prison. Um, so those, there was basically sanctions against anyone involved with Sergei Magnitsky, both from American banks and from entering the United States. And Fusion GPS, this is what's so fascinating. People aren't looking at these facts here. These facts, so the people that put together the Christopher Steele dossier, that dossier were against Trump, were also being paid by the Russians to lobby against the Magnitsky Act. So make sense of that, Sean. That is unbelievable. All right, stay right there. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back more with Greg Jarrett, Fox News Channel, Sarah Carter, CircaNews.com. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll continue. And more of our top story today. And Don Jr. will be on Hannity exclusively 10 Eastern tonight on the Fox News Channel. Final hour of the Sean Hannity Show is up next. Hang on for Sean's conservative solutions. 
All right, as we continue our top story today, Donald Trump Jr. releases the emails he had leading up to the big 20-minute meeting with a woman who was not a member of the Russian government. But the one part of the email that, that I guess everybody seems to be focused on, uh, Greg Jowett, and I'll throw this to you, is when he talks about or they talk directly about it being from Russia. Did that impress you at all? Not at all. It's a, it's a nothing burger, and yet CNN right now, as I look up on the screen, is calling it a bombshell. You know, every time Trump sneezes, they call it a bombshell. Look, um, even if Donald Trump Jr. had acted on information provided by the Russian lawyer, that still doesn't constitute a crime. Even conspiring to subvert the government doesn't rise to the level of treason. You know, under our Constitution, Americans are permitted to speak against the government, undermine political opponents, support harmful policies, even place the interests of another nation ahead of those of the U.S. Now, none of those things are happening here. Having a meeting with a Russian official uh, is not a crime. And, I mean, if it were a crime, my goodness, think of all the Republican and Democratic senators who admit now meeting with a Russian ambassador, Sergei Kislyak. Might they somehow be guilty of crimes or a treason? Of course not. You know, these meetings are are fairly routine. It's what diplomats and foreign officials do. And there's nothing wrong with Donald Trump Jr. meeting with a Russian lawyer, whether it's connected to the Kremlin or not. Let me ask Sarah Carter, you're a great reporter. What would you like, Donald? Trump Jr. to be answering tonight? Oh, I think that I think he does need to answer the questions with regard to, I mean, to be completely honest, there is no crime here. If there is no crime here, he can talk freely about it. You know, did he did he understand who um, Viselnitskaya really was? What was he hoping to get, you know, from this meeting? Um, how did he feel about her after meeting her? Um, why didn't he meet her again? Uh, those are some questions that uh, I think I would I would ask. Um, and also, you know, to the extent of, you know, has he learned anything from, you know, these past few months or or about Russia that gives him pause. I mean, one of the things that I think in America we really, you know, within the intelligence community, I think Americans really don't understand to the extent of which our intelligence communities are so concerned about how the Russians, the Chinese, uh, Iranians, uh, other nations try to infiltrate our system. And they do so very slick. You know, they can move in pretending to be one person and actually be somebody else. Uh, They could say they have connections to the Kremlin, but actually their connections are far deeper. They may be FSB, that part of their intelligence agency. And I think a, a lot of times people really don't understand that. And I think, you know, what has he learned from all of this would be something that I would ask as well. All right. Thank you both for being with us. Appreciate it. Uh, Greg Jarrett, Sarah Carter, 800-941-SEAN. Toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program. We did add a funny new segment that we're the last word we call it with Terrence Williams. He is an Internet sensation. He's irreverent, politically incorrect, and he's become a good friend of the program. And, and it's going viral every single video he puts out. So uh, we'll have some fun with him coming up straight ahead. Coming up next, our final news roundup and information overload hour. Hey, Sean Hannity, I don't really think Fox News is ready for me. 
But hey, Sean, let's talk about fake news. We all know who that is. CNN, they are so messy, petty, and trifling. They are the phony, baloney, macaroni news. And I would rather die than listen to CNN for the rest of my life with a one star in the Apple Store. <laughs> hey, y'all got one star in the Apple Store and y'all claim y'all the best. <laughs> y'all need to go to bed. All right, if you don't know that voice, you're going to get to know that voice all this week on Hannity. He gets the last word. That's Terrence Williams. He's now become a social media sensation, and he's a conservative. And I just I, I've watched some of his videos. I think they're the funniest things I've ever seen. I literally have tears in my eyes as I'm watching uh, Terrence. Terrence, how are you? Hey, how's it going, Sean? Thanks uh, oh, wait, but whoa, 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 whoa! You, you're not going to be Terrence. You're going to be Mr. Mellow, Terrence. Seriously. <laughs> where did you get that time? laugh have you had that laugh your whole life yes i i have i had this laugh my whole life this laugh uh has gotten me in trouble at school it's gotten me trouble out through my all through my life because i laughed so loud yeah so i've been having it my whole life now it was very interesting because i saw on your twitter account you had a, a comment about you spent 15 years in a foster home Yes, I did. Um, my mother and father, uh, they were on drugs. Um, they were on uh, cocaine. And she, my mother, she was, a, she was a single mother of like nine kids, and she wasn't able to take care of us, and the, the, the state took her rights from us. So I was in the system and foster care system for 15 years until I got adopted. Wow. And how old were you when you got adopted? I was in my teenage years, around 14, 15. Wow. So, I mean, yes, you grew I'm, up with – and when, when you say you grew up in a foster, foster home, was it one home or was it multiple homes? I was in multiple homes. That's got uh, yeah, to be rough. Yeah, That's got to be tough. Yes, it really was tough. You know, I was in multiple homes. I was back and forth in the children's shelter, back and forth in, you know, strangers' homes. So it, it was pretty tough. Did you feel um, like you I were missing through. out on, like, mom and dad love or – you know, did you, I guess you had to feel that, right? Oh, yes. You know, um, I did miss out on that, and I did miss it. I always wondered how it felt. You know, I see, I used to see other kids and people, you know, they talk about their mom and dad and, you know, stuff like that makes me wonder. Well, it made me wonder. So, yeah, it, it did have an effect on me, but I got through it, though. Yeah. All right, now let's talk. So you, ever since you were young, did did, did humor sort of – and this happens with a lot of comedians that I know. Did your humor grow out of maybe your the pain of your life experience? Yes. I went through so much pain growing up. So laughing got me through all that pain. So I was always, you know, funny. People were always tell me, Terrence, you're so funny. This is when I was in elementary, middle school, high school, you know, all throughout my years. People say, Terrence, you are funny. I got in trouble at, at school sometimes, you know, for being a class clown. But I still made good grades, we, but I was a class You made clown. good grades even though you didn't have parents pushing you, driving you to get good grades. Where did you grow up, by the way? What city? I grew up in Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. So you grew up down south. Um, when did you first know you were funny? When did I first know I was funny? I knew I was funny when I got to high school. When okay. I was, yeah, when I got to high school. And like you were, high you, school years. And you were always cutting up and making everybody in school laugh. Always cutting up. <laughs> I mean, I was so funny. One time, the a teacher, 
he buzzed the office. He said, I need a principal and a police officer down here right now. And uh-huh. they came down. He said, I need you to take him out of my class. He will not stop making people laugh. Oh, my God, that you wouldn't stop. <laughs> he called the police and the principal. Because he said, I will not stop making the class laugh. I, I got in trouble my whole life. It sounds like we would have been. Maybe that's why I've been drawn to your videos. You know. I, all right. So I got to ask you some questions. You are you, you're, you're an African-American and you're conservative. Do you take heat over that? I take a lot of heat. And I used to be a Democrat. I used to be liberal because I was told to be a liberal. People would tell me, Terrence, you're black. You're supposed to be a Democrat. Democrats are for the black people. Democrats, they offer food stamps and housing. Republicans, they don't want blacks to have stuff like that. People used to tell me that. So I said, oh, so Democrats want the best for, for black people? Every time I hear Democrats, they say they people bring up food stamps and housing. I, I started, you know, listening to conservatives and Republicans. They start talking about jobs and, you know, and creating jobs and making people's life better. The Democrats, it always seemed like they always wanted the people to settle for less. So, so I, right. I got, I got some questions. I got some questions about like CNN and fake news. You don't like them? Oh no, I cannot stand CNN. That's one thing I can't stand. That CNN, they are some liars. And ever since Hillary Clinton lost, they have been butt hurt. The, the Democrats have been butt hurt, and they've been making up all these lies. So they can cope with the loss of Hillary Clinton. That's all it is. Yeah, they can't cope with it. All right, they can't cope all right. With wait, it. Why do you call the president Don Don? Well, <laughs> well, you know, everybody in my family got a nickname. So Don Don is like my big brother. I call him my my big. I, brother. Well, I know, thought you were calling me your big brother. You're my big brother too now. <laughs> oh man, yeah, you're my big brother too. Yeah. So, you know, Don Don is my brother. Um, so, it, it, you know, in, in the black families, uh, well, in the black community, they use a lot of, uh, when people have names, like, they double the the name. Like, if somebody named Tay, they say Tay-Tay. Uh, name, they call it Nay-Nay, Trey-Trey, Ray-Ray. So I say Don Don. And what's your, what's, what's your nickname? Well, I don't, you know, some people call me T.T. Yeah, T.T. <laughs> for Terrence Terrence. Yeah, TT. Yeah. yeah. You know. Well, that's pretty cool. And, like, you love to do these videos. And you actually spend time. You edit them down. You add music to it. I mean, you spend a lot of time on those videos. Yeah. Now, my music videos, I do spend a lot of time on, on them so I can find songs to match up with, you know, to match up with whatever going on. But the other videos without songs, it don't take me long to do them. You know, I just make them and it's done. Yeah. All right, so what are you going to be commenting on Russia tonight? In our, I give you the last word. Have you gotten a good reaction the last night? Oh yeah, Russia. Oh yeah, I got a good reaction. Yeah, from last night, uh, people loved it. This whole this whole Russia stuff. I do not believe that. Now, by the, the way, Trump- I want this is not your normal commentary. I'm making you. I'm giving people some background about you, but I want you to like give me one of your your rants. Go ahead, go. I do not believe that Trump colluded with Russia. This is all a hoax. It is a fairy tale. It is a dream that that the that that CNN is having, that the Democrats are having. It's a way for them. Them bringing up Russia is a way for them to cope with their loss of Hillary Clinton. It's all a joke. 
That's all it is. I don't believe in it at all. And and CNN fake news is going to lie to the American. Do you know the whole story about the Ukraine and how the Ukraine was helping the the Clinton campaign and they were colluding with the Ukraine and there were meetings with the Ukraine and the Ukraine was building up a dossier. Do you know about you know the, this this guy Christopher Steele that was helping on that dossier with Trump and Russia and the Ritz and urinating hookers in a bed? It's all phony. You know, everything it's all phony. But 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 you know what, Sean. They want to bring up Russia hacking the election and hacking them emails, but they don't want to talk about the dirt that was found in them emails. So I'm trying to figure out why they don't want to talk about the dirt that we found in them, in them emails. They just want to focus on the on the emails being hacked. Let's talk about the dirt that the Democrats have been doing. They've been dirty. They mad because they got caught up. They mad because now the world knows they ain't nothing but some phony baloney. That's all. Wait a minute. You called it last night phony baloney macaroni. (laughs) (laughs) Hillary Clinton, they're all some phony baloney macaroni. You know, they, yeah. But I want to talk about what we found in the emails, though. But the Democrats, they don't want to talk about that, Sean. No, they they don't want to talk about the dirt that was found. They only want to talk about the emails being hacked. But this is the thing here. They just need to understand that it is okay to lose. No, it's, it's okay apparently no. Well, no, 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 no. I, I listen. They can't accept losing, and they're more guilty of collusion than anybody. I mean, I've never seen I've never seen hypocrisy like this in my life. And I got you know how I'm going to start the show tonight. I'm going to start the show, and I'm going to say, okay, we're going to ask all the Russia questions of Don Jr. that you want answered. All of you people in the destroyed Trump media that hate the president that say Russia, 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 Russia. But as soon as I'm done doing your job, and as soon as I'm done asking all the questions you want answered, now I want you to do your job. That's it. So That's it. Yeah. What about the Ukrainian question? What about the Russian dossier question? What about Christopher Steele? Uh, they don't want to talk about that. How about we talk about the crimes of, of Comey and, and Loretta Lynch and Flynn and, of course, Hillary mishandling, destroying classified top secret special access program information and destroying it or the Uranium One deal? Right? They don't want to talk about that. That's out of the question. They want to talk about the Russians. They don't want to talk about no other dirt that's been going on in their life. They just want to talk about Russia. And I'm starting to think that they was colluding with Russia, and Russia didn't help them like they wanted them to. And they messed around and lost. (laughs) All right. That's what I'm starting to think. uh, All right, so you get the last word tonight, and we'll see Terrence. And how do people get a hold of you on Twitter and on social media? People can find me on Twitter, uh, W underscore Terrence. Terrence with the two R's and the E. It, you find me on Twitter. I have my website linked to my Twitter, and you can find all my other social accounts all right. going to my Twitter. All right. This is a more subdued. Next time we're on, we're going to get you to, to give a, a rant on radio, okay? A rant on, a rant on radio? Right. Yeah, I want to rant on radio soon. Okay. All right. Thank you. Terrence Williams, he'll be on Hannity. He gets the last word all week, the last minute of the show. This is hilarious. All right, 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number. I want to know how bad the media is. You know, look at how they want to cover Ivanka's girly dresses at the G20. And then the joyless Behar. You know, Trump is Putin's bottom. What does she mean by that? <laughs> well, you see, when 
when Putin uh, shook hands with uh, Trump, he, he, he did this. This is Putin's hand on top. So, yeah. so, so Trump was a bottom. You yeah. get it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't mean to sound sexist. It can be dangerous to comment on what women wear. But the, the fact that she sat in for her father in a dress that was so incredibly ornamental was such a contradiction uh, in terms. And I think that what we see is that in patriarchal authoritarian societies, daughters have great value. They are property. Uh, and the message that, that she is sending about her own value, about her place in the White House, uh, and about the place of women in this administration, I think are really pretty frightening. So. You think you're opening yourself up uh, about the boat? Uh, are, uh, are you looking you at Twitter yet? I mean, Not I, yet. You know, uh, I just I have, I, that was a very, it's a pink dress with big, big bows on, on the elbows. There's something incredibly ornamental. That's not a dress that's made for work. That's not a dress that's made to go out in the world and make a difference. That is a dress that is designed to show off your girliness. And, you know, God bless her, show it off. But don't then tell us that you're uh, crusading for an equal place for women at the table because you're not. I mean, I, I don't mean to sound sexist. It can be dangerous to comment on what women wear. But the, the fact that she sat in for her father in a dress that was so incredibly ornamental was such a contradiction uh, in terms. And I think that what we see is that in patriarchal authoritarian societies, daughters have great value. They are property. Uh, and the message that, that she is sending about her own value, about her place in the White House, uh, and about the place of women in this administration, I think are really pretty frightening. These people just disgust me. You judge for yourself. We report. You decide. All right, here's Adam Schiff commenting on Donald Trump Jr. meeting with Russian lawyer and potential collusion, possible illegality. So, Congressman, I want to ask you the question everyone is asking about this, and you may not know the answer to it, but is this collusion? Well, certainly if uh, the Trump campaign went to a meeting with the Russians seeking to enlist uh, or receive the help of the Russian government uh, in getting damaging Which information. Which is what the trail of evidence and emails suggests is the case. Yes, that would be a potential form of collusion, uh, that they are going to coordinate with the Russians the receipt, the dissemination of damaging information. Uh, again, this is still in the category of allegation that needs to be investigated. Uh, but here you have, you know, very direct potential evidence of the Russians communicating with the campaign. We have stuff that will help your campaign. We want to help your father get elected. Mm. Um, so, uh, yes, that's potential evidence. That would goes it be on. illegal? Uh, it very well could be illegal. Now, clearly, if there was any kind of a quid pro quo, if they went to that meeting uh, and suggested, well, you don't have the goods in the meeting, but if you come forward with something, then we'll help you with the Magnitsky Act. That, of course, would be illegal. Uh, but if they were soliciting or receiving essentially an in-kind contribution from a foreign government in a U.S. election. That would violate, I think, any number of laws. All right, when we come back, wide open telephones, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, quick break. Right back, we'll continue. The one thing you can always count on. Sean Hannity is back on the radio. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour. All right, let's listen in on the insanity of the Democratic Party's reaction. We've got, let's see, Chucky Schumer, Timmy Kane, potentially treason. And, and then we got Richard Blumenthal. Listen to this. Now, finally, Mr. President, a word on the revelation that President Trump's son, his son-in-law and his campaign manager met with a lawyer with ties to the Kremlin with the pretext of discussing information 
that would be damaging to the Secretary Clinton's campaign. This revelation should be the end of the idea pushed by the administration and the president that there is absolutely no evidence of an intent by the Trump campaign to coordinate or collude. It is certainly not proof positive. We don't know what was said in the meeting, but these reports in the press at least demand further investigation. After providing documents to the intelligence committees, Donald Trump Jr. must also testify before the committee to explain why three of the highest level members of the Trump administration thought it was appropriate to meet with a Russian source to receive information about a political opponent. We're talking about the wellspring and pride of our democracy, free and fair elections without foreign interference. Senator, this is interesting. A Russian lawyer has some dirt on Hillary Clinton. We don't know what the dirt was. It's supposed to had something to do, I think it's bogus, with campaign contributions coming from the Russians. I don't know if there's anything to that. I doubt it. And of course, uh, J- uh, Donald Trump Jr. says, I'll be there and I'll bring all the campaign higher-ups. I'll bring Manafort, the Russian guy. I'll bring Jared Kushner, who seems to have a portfolio covering the globe. I'm bringing them all over for this meeting. And they kept it completely secret as of this weekend until the New York Times grabbed them, caught them, and exposed them. And he can for the express purpose of seeking and soliciting damaging information and he was disappointed. Of colluding with the Russians. And this meeting and most especially Donald Trump Jr.'s clear acknowledgement of the reason for it is bombshell evidence of conspiracy and criminal intent because he went to that meeting for a purpose and that purpose was seeking dirt on Hillary Clinton potentially in violation of the law. What statute would that be? And that would be 18 United States Code 10 30, which is the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act, among other statutes. There are a variety of other statutes that might be covered. But an agreement to violate the law, even if somebody doesn't know all the actions are going to be taken, is a conspiracy. Do you think this is treason? That, the, the investigation, it, it's not, uh, nothing is proven yet, but it, we're, we're now beyond obstruction of justice in terms of what's being investigated. This is moving into perjury, false statements, uh, and even in a potentially treason. Now, the only problem with what you just heard, if you listen to Natalia Veselnitskaya and her interview from earlier today, the only little problem is, is she doesn't say any of that. In June, you met with Donald Trump Jr., with Jared Kushner, with Paul Manafort. What was the purpose of that meeting? I never knew who else would be attending the meeting. All I knew that Mr. Donald Trump Jr. was willing to meet with me. I could recognize the young gentleman who was only present in the meeting for probably the first seven to ten minutes. And then he stood up and left the room. It was Mr. Jared Kushner, and he never came back, by the way. And the other individual who was at the same meeting was always looking at his phone. He was reading something. He never took any active part in the conversation. That was Mr. Manafort. Impression, it appears, that they were going to be told some information that you had about the DNC. How did they get that impression? It's quite possible that maybe they were looking for such information. They wanted it so badly. And this morning, she denies claims she is connected to a Russian government effort to aid Donald Trump's presidency. Have you ever worked for the Russian government? Uh, do you have connections to the Russian government? No. 
Now, by the way, if you're interested in a Democratic attorney's take on this, we've got Jonathan Turley, who says the meeting with the Russian lawyer is not a crime. It's not treason. And people on the left need to take a deep breath. Well, it's odd. It's like we have this giant Rorschach test where everyone sees ink blots and sees crimes everywhere. I mean, the criminal code has defined elements to it. You just don't find these ambiguous crimes. Some people have said this could be treason. For the love of God, treason is defined in the Constitution. This is not treason. Other people have said this could be a Logan Act violation. Well, Logan Act has been used once in 200 years and is facially unconstitutional. One said, well, if you take things of tangible value under the campaign laws and treat information like that, then maybe you have a campaign contribution violation. Well, yeah, but we haven't seen that done. You could also treat it like a panda and say it's an endangered species violation. <laughs> but courts haven't done that. So I think that people need to take a breath. You know, this was a meeting where someone said they had evidence of a possible crime by the opponent of the Trump campaign. Mm -hmm. um, they met with this person. I think a lot of people in the city view that as naive. I think a lot of people say, my God, why didn't you use a surrogate, which is how it's done in Washington? But that itself is not a crime. All right. Well, that's what you have. And that's the environment we're now living in. Uh, Sandy is next on the Sean Hannity show. Sandy, hi. How are you? Glad you called. Fine. How are you? Good. What's going on? Well, you know, all campaigns want dirt on their opposition. And so I think all this uh, outrage is kind of phony. You know, Stephanopoulos ran a pretty dirty campaign with uh, Belly Boy. Uh, we know Ukraine helped Hillary. We know a phony Golden Showers dossier was put together to hurt Trump. And basically, it sounds to me like this lady just wanted an excuse to get in there and talk to the Trump campaign so that she could talk about a adoption. And I don't, I don't see why people don't realize that there could have been dirt about Hillary, uh, you know, as far as foreign dirt. And that's because we know she sold uranium to the Russians. We know the Clinton Foundation was accepting foreign monies. And we know Obama wasn't doing anything about it. Nobody was trying to prosecute her about it. And uh, I want Trump's agenda. I think we need to move forward with Russia. I think both sides were working hard to win. And I don't believe that anything about Russia influenced my vote. Trump had the right agenda. I approve of what he wants to do for the country. I believe he wants to do it for all Americans. And I just, I believe Hillary was just a, a, a loser. And that's all she continues to be. Well, I agree. Listen, I, I'm just saying that if you look at the money from all these countries that practice Sharia and they bought her silence, you look at Loretta Lynch. OK, they don't seem to care. You look at the deep state, 125 leaks, 126 days. You look at Flynn. That's a felony. You look at Hillary Clinton mishandling, destroying classified documents. Those are felonies. Uranium one deal. There's a real Russia collusion. Then you got Comey. Oh, did he leak? classified information yeah did he break the records act was it government property it looks like it was you know what it, all they, they they focus and fixate on one thing because they're abusively biased and you know sean nothing ever happens to the hillary's or the comey's or the obamas of this world even though i'll never forgive her her or obama for benghazi no. nothing happens to them ever Leave trump alone we need his agenda. All of this is just BS. 
there is no collusion, and uh, I just I think we need to move forward. And I'm more angry with people like John McCain and Lindsey Graham and Marco Rubio, and sometimes with Ted Cruz and Rand Paul. You know, get together, guys. Work on getting the right health care hey, bill. Listen, if they don't get the job done, they're not going to get elected. They're going to lose. And you know what? They need to do their job for the American people. And I'm talking about all Americans. And I resent the media saying that Trump's, you know, some white racist. I don't like the racial talk against the fact that I happen to be white. Uh, I think that's wrong. I want all Americans, I don't care what their ethnicity is, what their sexual orientation is, uh, you know, what their background is to do well in this country. And I think that that's what Congress, the Senate, and our dear president, who I, who I dearly love, and his wife, who've been put through the ringer, uh, need to be helped. And we as Americans need to help them. The Trump agenda is an awesome agenda. There's awesome people uh, working with him and for him. And uh, I just think all this is baloney. Yeah, me too. It all is. All right. Thank you, Sandy. Appreciate it. Back to our busy phones. Uh, George in Florida. George, hi. How are you? Glad you called. Hey, Sean. Uh, thanks for having me on. You know, there's about 11,000 hours till the midterm election. And this thing with Don Jr., that's basically the, the topic of the hour for the strategists at the DNC, CNN, MSNBC. And I was wondering if they have another 11,000 or more distractions for us, because what their worst fear is for their base to realize that how successful Donald Trump's going to be, our president's going to be. And so they're just distracting, distracting, distracting. And I believe their strategists have realized that as soon as after elections were over, that they're going to have to hold the Republican Party and Donald Trump off for the next two years. And so I just want to get your thoughts on that. And that's what I think Donald, the, the Don Jr.'s the thing today, tonight, today is, is just one more thing on their grand well, it just, strategy. Listen, it lets, yeah, I agree. It's all, listen, if they had any fundamental fairness about them, they would be equally all over the Ukrainian story. If anything, there's more evidence there that actual collusion occurred. You know, they'd be over Bibi Netanyahu. They would be over the dossier guy, the, the British MI6 guy. If they really cared about truth and laws broken, they they would have they would have explained to their audience the, the mishandling and destroying of classified top secret and special access program information and the Uranium One deal, a real Russia conspiracy. If they really were doing their job, they'd care about 125 leaks in 126 days. They'd care about Comey and and Comey leaking to get a special counsel and leaking government records and leaking, you know, what appears now to be classified information. They'd care about Loretta Lynch in the tarmac meeting and they'd follow up, except it's Russia, 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 but not Ukraine, not Hillary, not the DNC. And I'm going to address them tonight. And this is probably the best yeah. opportunity I will have tonight. And I'm going and right Sean, at these people. And Sean, you're saying they, you know, they, if they really cared though that they you're talking about are the people that's been exposed on those leaks that were that were in cahoots with her trying to get elected and so trump has basically cut the middleman you talk about trump when he tweets that 140 characters of justice that america has been looking for is when he tweets because he's cut off that buffer that the dnc has had on the american people for the last three or four decades good points thank you george moses is in north bergen new jersey on the all-new am 710 wor hi 
Hey, what's happening, Sean? Good, good. Thank you for having me, brother. Yes, sir. All right. Basically, Sean, like you know, like I, I'm very well versed in the congressional hearings. I watch it. I watch everything. And the one thing I can't stand when I see the mainstream media is when these commentators come onto the panel or the anchors themselves. Whenever they say that the Russians hacked the election, because the one thing I think to myself right away is, what does that mean? Because if emails that were leaked out about Hillary Clinton that exposed her is that's not hacking the election. Same thing with John Podesta's emails. That is not hacking the election if they're exposed. The media is misrepresenting themselves, and it's almost like an insult to the informed American. And it gets me so frustrated. Well, it gets me frustrated, too. But, you know, I guess a part of me should be so thankful because if these people ever did their job, I'd have competition. But I have none. It's a wide open map for me because I get to do what they won't do every day. And I'm going to start the show tonight. I'm going to ask Donald Jr. every question I can think of. I'm going to there's nothing off the table. And I'm going to ask him every question, give him a chance to explain it all in his words to you, the American people. And I have no agenda except to get to the truth tonight. That's it. And, you know, uh, but then I'm also got a message for all these people in the media. Why didn't they cover the Ukrainian influence and collusion with the Clinton campaign? And the DNC or, you know, why don't they want to get to the bottom of who actually leaked the emails to to uh, WikiLeaks? You know what I mean? It's why did not they care about James Comey's crimes or Hillary Rodham Clinton's crimes or uh, Loretta Lynch's crimes or a deep state leaking like a sieve to destroy the president? You know, why didn't they point out that nobody should have had the information on General Flynn except the deep state leaked it all? Why didn't they point out why is it a bigger deal that it's very clear such inappropriate behavior by Loretta Lynch? You know, why aren't they telling their audience about any of these things? Because they are obsessed with hurting this president and only this president and applying a double standard to this president that they wouldn't do to anyone else. And, you know, you know, Joe Scarborough calling him a schmuck and a goon and a thug. And and all the fake news that has been exposed by you people. You people are a disgrace. You know, it's it's unbelievable. Anyway, I appreciate you being with us. 800-941-SEAN is our number. You want to be a part of the program. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. And we have tonight exclusively Donald Trump Jr., who released his entire email chain as it relates to meeting with a woman that's not associated with the Kremlin and never worked with the Russian government. And we're going to ask all the questions, but we're going to start the show tonight. I have a message to the tuned-in media that will be breathlessly watching tonight. And they have to watch it because they don't know what's coming, when and where. That's 10 Eastern, must-see TV, Donald Trump Jr., also Jay Sekulow with legal reaction and much more. Hope you'll join us. Back here tomorrow. Thanks for being with us. Hey, Sean Hannity here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, well, instinct, that might drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of using deadly force. Now, enter the burner, less lethal pistol launcher. It is equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo. It can incapacitate any attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states. It requires no background checks. And it can be shipped right to your door. Go to their website, byrna.com slash Hannity right now, and you'll get 10% off. Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that can be a lot of money. But are your medical bills accurate? 
Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. Now, the same Hollywood that sold the American dream, they are now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Now, you can join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in the Hollywood Takeover brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some of the major studios. Now, don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N.